the brothers Terry are family. Sadly, that does not mean they are family-friendly. This podcast almost certainly contains language that will offend their mother, and probably yours. Sorry, moms. Also, their opinions that you probably don't care about may or may not be shared by those who sponsor this podcast. What is this, fucking amateur hour? It is amateur hour. How much <laughs> you know what that means? It means it's no time like bro time. Cue that theme song. Sing some doo wop songs into it. No, okay. You, it, the, no quality, no perfect quality mic will ever make your doo wop sound good. You don't know my doo wops. <laughs> Give me a doo wop. Fair enough. <laughs> Russell, do you want to go with a doo wop? You want to sing Blue Moon? Huh? Blue Moon. Like for Grease Lightning. Wop, 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 wop. Blue Moon. Doom, doom, doom. You saw me standing alone. I just want to listen. <laughs> That's good. That was real good. That was pretty that good. That was pretty good. You like know that. what? Fuck this podcast. Fuck <laughs> 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 this shit on the road. Yeah, it would be fucking barber court, barbershop quartet. Tritet. Barbershop? Oh, yeah. No, Tritet. I'll just listen. <laughs> okay, barbershop duo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dutet. Dutet. <laughs> I'll be there to watch. Or would it be a bitet? A bite. That sounds even worse. That sounds. That's a. That's a. That's a quartet gun sexual. Sweet. Be the first of its kind. Sweet. Yeah. So I'm Jamie, the oldest brother, and I have one body piercing. That's disgusting. <laughs> I'm Stephen, the middle brother, and I had two failed body piercings. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Russ. I got does two ears count as two or is that one? Why would do you have I, one how many ear fucking ears do you have? My ears. <laughs> both my ears. And that's how many? Two. Just making sure Just you had two, two ears. You seem real Two <laughs> ears. Ah 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 ah. I once pierced my ears and it didn't take because. It was amateur hour. Didn't take was an understatement. <laughs> I remember how awful that was when, because you were trying to hide it from mom and you did pretty good. She forbade me from ha- getting my ears pierced and mm-hmm. I straight up ignored her because my buddy, he, he did some piercing and offered to do it in, in the middle of ceramics class and I left and then all of a sudden he pulled out a kit. He said, no, I could do it right now. So I went for it. And, yeah, and you came home and you hid it underneath your beanie. And my long surfer hair at the yeah. time. And it, it was, you were really good about keeping it concealed, but we had a family event or something where. Dinner mom, somewhere, yeah. And mom said, you, you can't wear your beanie. Like, don't wear your beanie. And because you wore the beanie all the time. And, and so you weren't supposed to be wearing your beanie. So he's, okay, so I'm going to take out the piercings. So you took out your piercings for. Well, they had, they had been in for about a week at this point. And I wanted to, like, if I'm going to take off my beanie and stuff, I wanted to clean them. Figured maybe I could. Try to tuck them under my hair or something too, but I just wanted to make sure the area was clean and stuff like that before, you know, proceeding to try and hide it with just my hair. And so I remember taking it out. It was super fast. They've been pierced for a week. It's not like they're going to heal up in 30 seconds. Oh boy, we were wrong. You you came downstairs and you're like, hey, I, I, can't, I can't get these earrings in. You need to help me get them in. It's just like, an awkward angle to try and do from the mirror. I thought if someone else was doing it, it might be a little bit easier. And that makes sense. Yeah. 
And so it's like, oh, okay. And I'm a little more timid. I'm a little more reserved in most aspects of life, but let alone something that's causing physical harm to someone else. Well, neither of us knew going into it that it was going to hurt. Yeah. Because I thought they weren't healed yet. But when it wouldn't go through, I was (laughs) pushing and you were like, oh, ow, ow, it's not going in. God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that just dawned on me what what that was. Nasty boy. Nasty boy. Dirty boy. But it just, it wouldn't go through cleanly and didn't know why because it wasn't supposed to have healed off. And so you said, no, it it has to, like, it has to go through. Otherwise they're going to heal. So just push and it doesn't, it's not going to hurt. Just do it. I remember thinking like they've already started. So just, just. Man up, just bite bite the belt and push them through. Just just just, just do it. Do I, it before I, it heals. And you were saying like, I don't want to hurt you. I don't want to hurt you. I was like, it's gonna hurt, and I'm okay with this. I just need them back in. Do it now. And so it was just this very slow crescendo, this rise of like you pressing and me going. Mm, yeah. The pain getting like louder, louder, and then all of a sudden it started like bleeding down yeah, your so fingers. It's fucking and so, bleeding all over my hand, and I'm like, oh my god, oh I, my I, god. I'm trying not to scream so mom and them don't hear me, but I'm just like. Mm, still getting louder and then all of a sudden as it starts bleeding you start going ah! so the both of us are just like this choir of screams I, I remember it finally just going and clicking through mm-hmm. and I was like yeah I can't do the other one and you were like fuck me neither <laughs> yeah it hurt a lot more than I thought anyway that's why Steven doesn't have pierced ears anymore I just went to Claire's and did it professionally Claire's? <laughs> Claire I in the mall I, I'm not confident that a teenage girl would be professional. You've, she, you've gauges though, don't you? No, I, I wear look fake like gauges. gauges. Yeah, because I like the way gauges look. But I, I oh, told he's mom I a fraud. I told Exposed. mom I wouldn't do that, and so I promised her. So, <laughs> oh, yeah, I just he, wear fake ones. Russell loves his mama. <laughs> <laughs> uh, my piercing, I got, uh, I got my date pierced a couple weeks ago. Don't talk about your date. Yeah, but body um, talk. We all, you, got, you got to share your story. I, I was making a joke that date sounded sexual. It's fucking called a date. I don't know what you want me to do about that. I didn't name it. I was hoping Russell would, would recall back to the boing noise. Oh no, I was just boing. I was just listening. <laughs> I know. Politely. Politely. You would let me finish my story. Yes. Okay. Do you want to hear the story of how my I got my date pierced or not? Yeah. Uh, I didn't want to do it, but it helps with migraines, and he did it, and it fucking hurt. That's the whole story. <laughs> how are yeah. migraines? Um, it helped a little. Good. It actually it it did. Good. Now, now he's too interested in the story. <laughs> I, I, I just, I don't want you to have headaches because I love you. Oh, he's so sweet. So I loves his brother. Steve, <laughs> <laughs> I have a couple. I have a couple housekeeping notes uh, from last time. Um, so, first of all, very important. We got two names wrong last time, so we did verify. Uh, Russ, you go over the first name. We got wrong. It is Billy Blanks. Blanks. Yep, I went through and I, I st- this is no joke. I did a couple rounds of Taibo because I wanted to relive that. Um, I'm too old for Taibo now, I learned. But I also <laughs> learned that it's Billy Blanks. Big old sign in the background, B-L-A-N-K-S, Blanks. It was never Banks, it was always, always she, yeah. Blanks. She Blanks, she Blanks, <laughs> oh baby. The They were going to sponsor us, but we got the name wrong, so that, that sucks. Uh, the other name we got wrong was we called him Mr. Feely from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood, the mailman. It's Mr. Mick Feely. It's Mr. I, I remembered that too later after the fact, Mr. Mick Feely. And then we also kind of took a um, 
not surprising at all, a weird sexual turn by going Mr. Feely and Mr. Noodle. And it stuff was. Like it wasn't that. surprising that you took that turn. <laughs> not surprising at all. Fair Every, enough. Everything of you sex. Uh, yeah, so sorry, Mr. McFeely. <laughs> That's even worse than getting Billy Blanks wrong. Speedy delivery. <laughs> uh, so, anyways, those are the two people that aren't going to sponsor us because we got those names so wrong. Um, I wanted to do, I wanted, as part of housekeeping notes, I wanted to bring up an idea that I have for a new segment. And it's a segment that involves Stephen. Because for those of you who might not know, Stephen's a fantastic chef. He went to Italy once. And <laughs> <laughs> also for those of you who might not know, let, let, let's just go ahead and talk about that. And if you if you don't mind, we'll jump back into it. This is another um, rare hat for Stephen. Is I I went to Italy. I did. I went on this. Even the seagulls I are did. fucking outside <laughs> to talk over this shit. They don't give a fuck about Italy, man. I was trying to keep that in so hard. <laughs> Oh, that was perfect timing. <laughs> no, as part of a sm- small study abroad school-sponsored thing, we had the opportunity to go to Italy oh. and do some cooking and stuff. <gasps> and even though it was like a literal dream come true for me, these guys just couldn't wait to jump at the opportunity to turn it into some pretentious bullshit <laughs> where you say, oh, well, you're the big, big-time chef now. Well, where, where's your chef hat? Where's your coat? Did you leave it in Italy? This guy grills a hot dog, and we're like, did you learn how to do this in Italy? <laughs> Fucking assholes. <laughs> um, so, Just anyways. Ru- ruining this wonderful, amazing thing for me. That, and now it makes me feel like I can't even ever talk about it, bring it up. Like, even casually, I can't be like, oh, man, we did have this really fun memory, really fun thing that happened in Italy. You know, I can't do it. I'm afraid. You know why we bring it up. So because you're it, assholes. Well, we're aside jealous. from that, right. yep, we're, it's we're jealousy. Jealous. We wished we could have gone to Italy and gotten gotten all food poisoned from swordfish and wine. We wish we okay. could have had that experience. These are all stories for another time. We're already ten minutes down, and this is a five minute segment. Um, but yeah, we're we're just jealous. Uh, but we love you, and we love that you went to Italy, and you are a fantastic chef. And I was watching a little show uh, on the. Uh, uh, the Food Network. I was watching a few shows actually, but one in particular, Cutthroat Kitchen. And how mm. many times have I said I want to see you on Cutthroat Kitchen? A lot of times, actually. I think there was. I don't know if it was for this show or another one, but at one point you texted me a link like, "Hey, look, I've already like halfway entered information for you to sign up for the show or something." That was. It was for like a family cooking show. Oh, like, okay. You get your family together, and I just thought we would have an edge up because you're a professional chef. <laughs> well, I, I did go to Italy. Oh, oh shit. did you put on your bougie Italy chef's hat here? I know what to get you for Christmas. Oh no, Italy, Italy. <laughs> okay, uh, getting back to it though. Sorry. Go ahead. Get, yeah, getting back to it. I have said to you several times, you need to be on Cutthroat Kitchen. Mm-hmm. So it made me think. Okay, we should have a goal with podcasts. Like everyone has a has a goal of something, a story they're telling. I think we should have one of our goals be. To get you on Cutthroat Kitchen. Oh, and so, I hate that. Why? No. You, do you not want to be on Cutthroat Kitchen? If you don't, we'll, we'll change the we'll change the whole point of the goal. But my personal, <laughs> I okay. You know what? <laughs> Fuck what you want. I have a goal to get you on Cutthroat Kitchen, and uh, we're gonna have a segment in which we train you to to be on Cutthroat <laughs> Kitchen. You know what's funny though? What? Is if I were ever on Cutthroat Kitchen, any any of them, Cutthroat Kitchen, Guys Grocery Games, or Chopped, whatever. 
the second I got back from that, no matter what the outcome was, you guys would treat that like Italy. Oh, you want to call it for a kitchen? Dude? This, this is one of the reasons I want you to be out there. <laughs> because I need more. I'm running it. The, the hat in Italy, we've made fun of you too much. I need, I need the a next. a lot, lot to put into thing. a joke, though. No, it's not a joke. I really think, because we joke about it all the time, but you are a fantastic chef. And you make, you make the best things out of nothing. So... We're gonna start training you to be on chefs, uh, different different shows on the Food Network because you are good enough to win, and mm. I think it would help if if we trained you. So here's what we're gonna do to train you for Cutthroat Kitchen: is Russell's gonna give you. I think we should do this, if not every episode, every other episode or so, where I'm gonna give you two or three ingredients, and Russell's gonna give you uh, some type of vessel to cook it in or a utensil or, or something and you have to tell me how you would take those ingredients and the whatever noun russell gives you skillet okay you get a skillet so i guess we're gonna lobby you some easy ones to begin wonderful you want, oh man do you want to stay with skillet I'm or forced do you want... to cooking with a skillet to shit no the the upside down part of cupcake tin do you get it the bottom part <laughs> like a cupcake tin but he has to flip, flip it over it up, yeah okay so you have an upside down cupcake tin that's what you have to cook with okay so we're, we're going to give you this stuff and then by the end of the episode you have to tell us uh what you've made right so you you cook what we, in have, your... we have the the tin and what else so far but it has to be upside down okay. and then we'll give you three food ingredients okay an egg a radish and eggs like not eggs plural but one okay well in our hypothetical imaginary game, you can have as many eggs as you want, but no more than fifty. That's, fifty eggs. Alton Brown would never <laughs> let me. Alton Brown would never let me have as many eggs as I want. Yeah, that's true. You get you get half a dozen. Okay. Which in America's six. Sorry, a uh, sorry to radish. all of our European listeners out there. <laughs> yeah, you get you get six eggs. Okay. Um, a radish. What no. kind of radish? Is a, a fucking pink a radish. red fucking okay. Just making sure. <laughs> what are there different kinds of radishes? I don't have fucking. We don't have time to get into this, Chef Boy. This is why well, we make fun of you. Let me tell you. Let me list how all many, the Asian yeah. radishes. How many? The... How many radishes were in Italy when you went to Italy? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's why I do not support this segment already. <laughs> um. Six six radishes, six eggs. Okay. And you need. Uh, I think you need some kind of uh, starchy car. Yeah, back, fucking macaroni pasta. Okay, that's it. By the end of this episode, I want to know what you would have, what you'll have done to have made, and what you will have made with those with those things. Can I make a note without sounding like a pretentious chef boy? Probably not, but mm. give us the note. I don't know how closely you've been watching Chopped because the goal is not to Cut like throw kitchen or, or excuse me, thank you, Cutthroat Kitchen. The goal is not like here's some bullshit, do something. It's there's usually an end goal. I need to make something yeah. specific. You need to make a croque yes. monsieur with these ingredients. You need to make. And that would work if I had the knowledge of Have you the, never eaten the writers. Before? Okay, <laughs> fucking make a peanut butter and jelly sandwich with those three ingredients. See how that's not going to work? <laughs> yes, I do. I don't know what a croque monster is, so you've got it. <laughs> uh, no. I can't do this. <laughs> you can do it. Because... No, I mean, I literally can't make a fucking peanut butter jelly sandwich out of an egg, mac noodles, and fucking radishes. Exactly. <laughs> you can't be on Cutthroat Kitchen. You lose. But that's why, that's why I didn't want to give you something specific to make. You're telling me what you're making with these ingredients. So You know what I could make with those three ingredients? No, that's for the end of the episodes. 
And if it's <laughs> if you were gonna fucking say eggs, macaroni, and radish, then you're an idiot. <laughs> because listen, I wasn't done explaining the game. Okay, I'm sorry. Listen to my game. You can also use any spices you want. Okay. Spices are free. Is anything else free? As far as One condiments, ingredient of your choice, anything, oh. literally anything. One extra ingredient, because we'll have we'll have assumed that you went into our imaginary kitchen, and our imaginary pantry and grabbed one thing of your choice. So I, I, I can work with that. Uh, this isn't. We're not playing cutthroat kitchen here. We're training oh, for we're it. We're, we're sharpening that Italy mind up uh-huh. there. But we need to name our game. This is. Oh. This is a cut nope kitchen. Cut nope kitchen. <laughs> prep prep boy chef boy. Prep boy chef boy. <laughs> bitch. <laughs> prep boy chef boy bitch. Okay. <laughs> I like it. I was I, I was gonna play off of Italy, but prep Wait. boy chef boy is is much better. That was the bitch I'm, part. I'm writing Italy. down prep boy chef boy bitch. <laughs> okay. Our new segment, prep boy chef boy bitch, <laughs> in which we give Stephen ingredients, cooking vessels, and he makes us a mystery meal. So at the so stick around for the end of the episode to find out what Steven makes with his upside down cupcake tin, uh, six eggs, six radishes, macaroni, pasta, and one ingredient of his choice. I'll tell you what I make right now. No, we gotta wait. Fucking good garbage. You know what we should do is actually give you those recipes, make you make something, and we'll put it on our social medias. I would like to lead up to that. Actually, it'd be really fun. That, that, do a live one. Ross, that's a really good idea. I think we should absolutely do that. Thanks. Are you okay with this? Yeah. Okay. Prep boy, chef boy. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> <laughs> the last part's important. It is. Uh, so stick around to find out what Steven makes with those completely asinine ingredients. Did you plan those ingredients, or did you guys just barely... Those were off the dome. Nice. I was, I was on Instagram and saw somebody make... Uh, uh, Don't give him ideas. This is his training. You also, in our, in our game of mental uh, chef boy gymnastics, mm-hmm. you, have, you have a unlimited kitchen utensils at your disposal. I hope so. But they're all labeled with Guy Fury. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing. Uh, Listen, the audience doesn't know. Yet, yet another rare hat for Steven. <laughs> Guy, Guy Fieri. We make fun of you a lot. It's because you're so make funnable. Yeah. Oh, that's Aww. sweet. <laughs> so I already said it. Stick around to hear what Steven cooks up in this segment we call Prep Boy, Chef Boy. Bitch. <laughs> okay, last week, speaking of food, uh, last week we talked. What are you doing? Are you Googling stuff? No, fucking. Are you? No. Are you Googling stuff about your I don't prep need boy, to Google boy? fucking eggs and radishes and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> Apparently you do because there's 700 kinds of Italian radishes. Oh my God, I can't. <laughs> you know, I, I, actually, one thing I did want to talk. Are, are we done talking about food? Or were, we, were, we, were we about to move on to something else? Because I, I was going to segue into our our working in the food industry and the stuff we were going to talk about. I have a good segue to both of them. The most like maddening to this day, maddening thing that's ever happened in my life is the people that supported and inspired me most. Then those who I love my family, the ones that I wanted to be doing this shit for and cooking for and showing them what I can finally do and accomplish with my passion. 
the second, the second I get any like professionality into it, I, I get into the industry and I'm in school and I'm learning shit and I'm applying it. And it's really awesome for like, I'm putting these ideas in my head and making them into actual things for the first time in my life. Every last one of you bitches went on some kind of fucking diet or all of a sudden, you know, <laughs> you, you, keto for yeah, me. keto for Jamie and mom and Russell. All of a sudden, I, I was just like fucking chicken and lettuce now. And like, <laughs> All you assholes, the second I can cook this shit and start telling you, like, hey, look, I'm making this this week. This is my menu. Come eat. You just say, oh, it's not keto, probably. Fuck you guys. Like, seriously. <laughs> it makes me so mad. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, we all we all took diets. And, and like, some of you, you're still on, All of you are still on some kind of variation of that, some kind of restriction. And it just chaps my ass. <laughs> well, here, here's, I have no dietary restrictions for Prep Boy Chef Boy, so whatever you cook oh, from good. that, I'll eat it. <laughs> Don't you even worry. <laughs> How did that segue into uh, what we're doing, though? I guess it doesn't. I just really <laughs> wanted to say it. <laughs> I always wanted to publicly air it. <laughs> uh, I got a segue for both of those. Fucking goes on a 10-minute rant. It doesn't segue. Okay, how does it segue? It doesn't. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. All right. Anyway, I have many stories and instances in which I've made something delicious that you could not enjoy. What are some other food industry stories? How's that for a segue? That's a good segue, Shane. boy. Man. Bitch. Bitch. <laughs> so we did mention that we wanted uh, audience uh, telling us their stories because our audience has best stories. That's been one of my favorite things about doing this podcast is hearing some great stories from audience. And that's the thing is we're not sticking to just food. The sure. three of us worked in a deli and a pizza place together. And uh, are there any other food places we worked? I don't think you worked at the pizza place. You were too young, Russ. Yeah, no. Uh, but anyways, that we're not just talking about food though. This is retail stories and customer service stories. And mm-hmm. we, you know, we all worked in a call center and we have plenty of stories of that as well, we've but been doing that our whole life. So we, we've talked a lot about food. So I'm actually going to lob this one to Russ. Why don't you go ahead and take it, uh, tell one of your, one of your stories or one of the stories that one of your friends. Well, I, I want to talk about angry Zach. He's, uh, he's <laughs> one of my good friends. We call him angry Zach cause He's fucking angry all the time. But uh, he used to work at Noodles & Co. It's com- Co, right? Or is it company? Uh, it, it it says Noodles & Co on the sign. I don't know if the if that stands for company or if you just get to say Co. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and say Co because that's what the sign... If you want <laughs> people to say company, you spell that shit out. Right? <laughs> Commit. Yeah. Commit. <laughs> but he used to work there and he was the um, uh, dishwasher at one point. And there's a little grease trap above all the dishes that you had to wash. And apparently when you're cooking a lot of noodles and stuff like that, there's a, a lot of grease that builds up. And I don't, I don't know why I didn't know this, but it, it was above his head. And he said that one night you're supposed to clean the grease trap every night. And it has these two little screws that you unscrew. And then you take the grease out and you pour it into a bag and you do whatever the hell you do with it. And one day somebody didn't put the screw on back correctly. And he went to go take it off, and he dropped it on himself, and he was just covered in grease for his whole nine-hour shift. That's disgusting. Head, head to toe, like like a bucket of grease. It on on his head. Yeah. So he, where it, does it, the it, grease collect? Do they fucking cook on the ceiling I, at Noodles I don't and know, Company? I don't know how it works, but it was above his head, and you're supposed to get up on a ladder and remove it. But he's a taller guy, and so he was able to just reach up. But maybe that's what fucked him in the first place, is he tried to do it, and then he just dropped it, and it hit him here. And then all down from the left side of his head all the way down to the right side of his body. <laughs> that's disgusting. That's yep. nasty. I, I just didn't understand how, what, what is, 
Stephen, you're our expert chef. What is collecting grease in a kitchen on the roof? Um, tr- very traditionally, it'll just be your hood vent, like above your grills and your flat top grills and stuff like okay, that. Okay, that makes sense. That makes um, sense. I, it, it doesn't make sense to have it back in a dish pit, so I don't know if you just kind of confused the story or something. No, that's just what he told me. That's maybe, not like, he, maybe he... I've never he did, seen a, a venting system that has that, like, go up to the vents and then... Transfer it over to the dishes. All the way down to the dish pit. But yeah, I, don't, I don't know, fucking maybe. I don't well, know how that works. In, in my mind, it was the grease from the dishes that had accumulated and was stuck in some kind of grease trap under the sink. And he like got down on like a little, uh, what are the rolly things that go under the cars when you change an oil? Rolly things. A rolly thing. Rolly thing. <laughs> I was going to call it a gurney. Let's fucking do it. It's an oil changing gurney. That's for a hospital. I know, but no, there's only oil emergencies here. And that's why he had to have a gurney. Is he- Samurai, Ron would know. <laughs> he would because he puts lots of fucking people on gurneys <laughs> <laughs> and he's a mechanic yeah <laughs> no samurai ron is only a samurai truth don't don't ruin my image of samurai ron i love him <laughs> but yeah i had a picture of him like going down and like sliding under to change the oil in a car and reach up with his wrench to but then all on his face that's good, Zach. Sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, that sucks. If it's it made him angry. Was <laughs> <laughs> your whole story about angry Zach just to pay off yeah. for the ending of just to say it made him angry? That was the kicker. Oh man, Ang- Zach spilled the grease. Ooh, <laughs> angry greasy Zach. Whoa. Okay, angry Zach. Sorry about your grease problem. Thanks for thanks for telling us your story. <laughs> So there's going to be a lot of pizza stories because we had... Because uh, Stephen went to Italy. <laughs> <laughs> pizza is actually uh, a, traditionally a Chinese dish. From New York. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So sorry to school you. Did you but get my the, joke? the student become the master. What? I said from New York because uh, uh, that wasn't funny. <laughs> Continue. <laughs> I, I don't get your joke. <laughs> pizza was popular in New York. In it still is. Before me. Before yeah, like my a slice time. like this big for a buck. Um. Turtles love it. <laughs> that joke I got. Yeah, yeah. Hey. <laughs> now what I was gonna say is we worked at Five Buck Pizza, which was a little small pizza chain that was started by a bunch of college students. Mm-hmm. The whole the whole theme was you get pizza for five bucks, unlimited toppings, doesn't matter what you add, what you you know, whatever your pizza is, it's gonna be five dollars. For and all that, you starving student boys. Yeah, it was just a way to have affordable pizza, and it was actually a, a brilliant business model because I don't think people realize how cheap pizza is to make. So mm-hmm. good on them for doing it. I don't even know if five buck pizza exists anymore. I don't believe so. I think they I think they went under. No, nah, there's one in New Wolverine Crossing. Is there? Yeah. Oh, it's still there. Yeah. Well, yeah, when I was in... Keep the dream alive. When I was working at Five Buck, I was around... I started when I was like 17. I worked there in high school, and after I graduated high school, I worked there for a few years, so eventually Stephen worked there as well. Did you work you, American you, Fork? No, I was going to say, you started at that location. You started at a different location, and then the opportunity came when you guys were opening a new location, and that's when you came to me and said, hey, would you be interested in working here with me? Yeah, yeah. Um because uh, it was Saratoga Springs. Uh, it's where I live now. And that was like... I, was I said, well, you know, I don't really go. have a lot of experience. I haven't been to Italy or anything, but I'll give it a shot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it hurts less if I say it first. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> There's only one in Orem and West Jordan now. Oh, man. Yeah. See, it's a dying breed. Everyone support your local five-buck pizza. Um, 
but yeah, uh, while we worked there, I, I worked with a ton of different people. I made a mm-hmm. lot of friends there. Uh, but there's uh, we have a listener. Uh, her name is Chanel. She's awesome. Hello, Chanel. Shout uh, out to Chanel. You remember Chanel? I do remember Chanel. Yeah, Chanel we, was awesome. We worked with her. She was one of our – she was a manager there. But mm-hmm. she, she was sending me a bunch of stories. And the, this is what I'm going to talk about first is – because this seems to be a standard regardless of what any, – anywhere that serves food, makes food. This seems to happen. And she pointed this out. That uh, she said, you can. Om- I like how you can almost always find someone making out with another person in the walk-in, and it's so true. I don't know what the hell it is about a walk-in that makes teenagers want to just get together and mac face. That's against health code. It's very against health. tomatoes. Actually, I don't think there's a specific rule. Oh, those tomatoes are so ripe. Come here, baby. Oh, sure. There's no specific rule that I'm sure the FDA hasn't been like no mac and then the walk-in, but like. <laughs> Is, yeah, it's not specifically against the rules. That's why that's not why the sanitary kids do it. though. It's just so weird. maybe. What's the point of making out in a walk-in? Like it's that was just so weird. To, it You're gonna get closer to feel the heat. That's true. It could it, be one of those like wives' tales things, like making out's better with pop rocks and stuff like that. That's not wives' tales. I would say that is that's true. That is true. Oh my god, pop rocks in the walk-in cold make pop out? rocks. No, I meant. Well, the pop rocks go in your mouth, and then yeah, you but go you're to cold the, in the walk-in with the pop. I get what yeah, you're yeah. going okay. for. Okay, <laughs> I, I thought you were using the walk-in to refrigerate the pop rocks, and then we could eat them. No, that's a waste yeah. of a walk-in. It would be you easy can, to keep them in there. You know, you just meet up. You don't room. have to go buy pop rocks first. You just keep them in the walk-in. Okay, I like I like that. <laughs> yep. You go put the pop rocks in the walk-in, <laughs> then you go schedule your max yeah, session. Yeah, I never made out in there. I'd only smoke pot and vape. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't you know. take that first part out. <laughs> yeah, let me delete that. Actually, don't forget to write down what you learned this episode, guys. I'm doing that right now. Russell, you said you never I, made I, out with anyone in the walk-in. I don't think so. Well, I know I did. Stephen, have you ever like macked on anyone in the walk-in? Uh, yes. Yeah. See, it's it's a thing. When she said that, I never like I thought about it. And I'm like. Yeah, that's true. And I've walked in on multiple different people doing it, not just one particular, like lots of different people. I just, I wanted to discuss what was appealing about a walk-in that made you want to max someone. Um, No cameras. Oh, that's a good point. There are usually no cameras Privacy. in the walk-in. Yeah. Um. Yep, you're, and it's it's cooled down when you're heating up. I wasn't. It's where you keep your pop rocks. I wasn't especially thrilled that it was in the walk-in myself. I was just thrilled that a girl was talking to me, let alone kissing me. So, <laughs> so it, it doesn't matter if it would have been anywhere, you would have done it. The walk-ins become a very different place for me. What do you mean? I mean, more commonly in the industry, making down the walk-in makes it seem like everything is uh, from the movie Waiting. You know what I mean? Like, that's the whole restaurant industry. But <laughs> Good it's not, movie. It's a great movie. Like, not not accurate for every place. Yeah, you don't have Andy Milanakis in there doing whippets. Well, not not in my store. <laughs> but it's not. It's 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 someone else doing the whippets. It's not Andy, right? <laughs> that makes sense. No. Um, no, it's usually just people's place of like venting frustration. You know, girls will go in there to cry. Guys will go in there to scream and punch meat and stuff like that. <laughs> if you're, it's, they go in there to beat their meat. Is that what you just said? That's what I heard. <laughs> Did you guys learn that in Italy? (laughs) (laughs) I was just going to say, you don't have to go all the way to Italy to learn that. People are going to hate talking about Italy just as much as we do Yeah, by the end of this episode. I was was already thinking to myself, like, okay, how many fucking Italy reverends am I going to have to cut out? (laughs) Uh, 
That's okay. Yeah. Right now, for me at least, uh, it's it's commonly a place for venting frustrations, not sexual frustrations, <laughs> and not <laughs> and not beating your meat. That is specifically against health code. Uh, we have someone whose audience, uh, he's he's persistent audience, and he's always uh, wanting to share stories and tell stories. Uh, he's asked that the audience Who? know his uh, knows him. Yeah, he, he's asked that the audience <laughs> know him as Crazy Uncle Gary. So Crazy Uncle Gary, he told me a few different stories from when he was working um, uh, in the food industry. And uh, back when he was, uh, he was a dishwasher at a restaurant. And I don't know, I don't find this weird and I would do it myself where if you've got whole food that's coming back on the tray and it's untouched, he, as he was going through and taking a dish, he would just grab a bite and his friends and coworkers would be like, what the hell? You're eating right off of that tray? Just like, well, yeah, it was like a whole, it's a whole sandwich, dude. Like, <laughs> I just, I don't know that it's weird and it's, you know, don't, you know, don't waste food, all that jazz, be a member of the clean plates club. That's great. But like, it's what it is, is nasty. <laughs> is it nasty though? Yeah. Well, okay. Example at Gandalfo's after you'd like make a sandwich or something and it'd be on that little parchment paper. After I put the sandwich, give it to him, and there's a little cheese left in the parchment paper. You know, I'm you bet your ass I'm taking that off and putting that in my mouth. All right, at that point, it hasn't gone out to the customer yet, though. Yeah, that makes a little more sense. But that's worse, in my opinion. What? what? Yeah, that's like that's like someone's loading up my. I go to Wendy's, I get my regular combo meal. They're putting the fries in the bag, and as they're doing it, they pop a couple fries in. That's a similar concept to me. Well, see, the sandwich, I'd, I'd get it out to them first, and then they. Oh, okay. So, so the sandwich is gone. You, yeah. you just have the, the parchment paper that has the extra cooked cheese on it. Yeah, and then, like, you, then you rip that off. At the yeah, point, that's okay. fine. Okay. That's fine, because that was in the process of cooking. This customer's already received their food. The only step left in the making this sandwich is throwing away the, the old used paper that was used to make that last sandwich. So it's eating trash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how's, that, how's, that, how's that any worse about eating something that comes off the dish line? He's eating sanitary trash. It's san- what makes it more sanitary? What, why is it not okay? Sanitary? Maybe someone brings back they ate everything on their tray except their dessert. It's completely untouched. Yeah, there's a billion reasons why it could have been untouched. Maybe they were eating and they saw a fly land on it. And they were like, "Ew, I don't want to eat that." Maybe they fucking sneezed all over it. Maybe they're they're sick as shit and they just they. <laughs> you know what I love it. about hypothetical stories hmm. is maybe, maybe this, maybe, maybe. It's a perfectly fucking good cheesecake, and nothing happened to it. Absolutely. On the same hand, it could be, you know, maybe this is now rabbit infested because they sneezed on it or something, or bled on it, who who fucking knows? Or maybe none of that shit happened, and it's a waste of a perfectly damn good cheesecake. But I'm not willing to take that chance. I do not want E. coli. Let me be clear. If I ever saw blood on the cheesecake, I wouldn't eat it. Unless... There was blood that mixed into your strawberry sauce, your raspberry sauce sauce. You don't know. Mm. Yeah, but I wouldn't continue eating it if it tasted a little bloody. That's gross. <laughs> just a bite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's a little bloody. Just just a just a taste. Yeah. I mean, I have a hard time throwing away food. And like, I, I keep everything. Everything's left over to me. Uh, I won't throw it away. I'll be sick to my stomach because I'm so full. But if we have to throw something away, I'll just eat it and keep getting more and more sick. I, I had a bad habit of that in my life. I still kind of do in some ways. But I, that's what's made me a husky boy. I'm like the complete opposite nowadays. If something's approached, if it's like a week before it expires, I throw it away. It must be nice to have so much money I can just throw things away. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, no eating food off of trays then? 
whatever boats your float. I've done go it. Go for and it. I'd probably do it. Again. You've done it. Well, yeah. I Have mean, you like, ever done it, Stephen? Have you ever eaten something that's coming back in? That's gone out from the kitchen. That's now coming back into the kitchen. Not that I can recall. There have been times where, like, um, I've gone to hand the plate to the customer, and they've said, "Oh, I was hoping it would have this on it, or I can't eat this. I didn't. I didn't realize it didn't. Didn't realize it had, that it had nuts in there. I'm allergic or something like that. I'm like, oh, no problem. We'll fix you something else. I go to take that back to the dish pit, and before I even round the corner, it's halfway in my face. Yes, I've done that before. Me, okay. Well, maybe maybe off. Okay, I can see how sending something out to a customer sitting at a table and then coming back, that's a risky move to 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 gnaw on that. I'll eat anything. No, no. A fly no, lands I, on it, whatever. I don't care. I drop a a cream bagel face down, whatever. It's a little crunchy, but I still eat it. Like I'm weird like that. You nasty is what you are. I'm not I there's like walk up to the customer and just like lick their hands and face might as well because the second it leaves my hands like it's between that them and god whatever happens to that dish and i don't want to know <laughs> what's happened I, I would i would argue that even having food prepped a lot of shit is like even worse like there's bugs and shit in it and we never know about it because we're not there in the place that's processing and prepping the, the food wash your produce wash your produce <laughs> This tip brought to you by Chef Boy Prep Boy, bitch. Okay, so, uh, sorry, I was going to say bring taking food to a customer and then bringing it back. I can see how that's unsanitary. But what about eating trash? I was just going to talk about that. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> just so casually. like We don't want to eat like kind of touched food, but what about eating straight up yeah, garbage? What if we just fucking eat what? trash? <laughs> okay, so. No, I think you just of, thought, what the hell? I'll just eat, I'll some, just trash. eat some trash. That's exactly what I was going to say. George, George, <laughs> George Costanza, Costanza did it because it's sitting on the doily above the rim like... Where's your limit to where it's it's is now become trash and I won't eat? I will one hundred percent if my wife's dad cooks us like meat, and for some reason they only they only eat half of what he cooks and they throw it away. I eat the whole thing and then some. If I open the trash can to throw my plate away and I see there's a little piece of meat sitting on top, untouched by anything else, I'm gonna I will take it and I will eat that. His his food is good. I would too. His food is good. I've eaten trash. I've eaten I've eaten food you know, out of the trash, but I can't say that I haven't. There it is. That it, nope. That's it. You're done talking. <laughs> <laughs> there was a time in my life where I probably have done that before. I can't think of anything specific, but I'm sure at home, growing up, maybe a few times. I don't know. But like nowadays, knowing what I know now, never, never, absolutely not. So okay, it's not your. Like and it's not like there's any like hidden secrets that you have to be a chef or go to fucking Italy to know, <laughs> but like, it's just, it's, it's garbage. Like it should be common knowledge. And like, if I ever did it before, I, I feel gross now. Kids in Africa would kill for our garbage. <laughs> then why the fuck are they sending it back to the dish pit and hoping I don't eat it? <laughs> Send it to Africa. Yeah, exactly. We, uh, one time I was out to eat with my friends. Uh, we were sloughing school we went to IHOP and uh, we had leftovers, but we didn't want to take them because we had to go back to school and we couldn't just like keep them in our car all day because it was summertime. It wouldn't work. So we, were, we had this extra food and the uh, the server asked, would you like me to box that up for you? We said, oh, no, because we can't take it back to school. But I feel bad wasting food. Like there's starving kids in Africa. Is there any way that you could like bundle it up and send it to Africa? And she thought we were dead serious. She was like, No. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't. That's awesome. And no, there's not just starving kids in Africa. They're everywhere. Okay. Everywhere. I always just say Africa, but there's literally thousands of kids. Just thousands. Literally just, just thousands. Just thousands. 
No more than that. 1,002. That's (laughs) max. It's a lot of food waste and like that. And you see in the industry too, and it's really sad. But a lot of places are forward thinking now and they're, um, have been taking what would normally be thrown away or, you know, go out to food, you know, garbages, waste, what have you after like buffet style serving, anything like that, even cafeteria style. Um, a lot of places I'm seeing more and more online. People are taking that and giving it to the homeless. I love that. I think it's brilliant. It's, it is, it's, it's awesome. Instead of eating trash, donate your trash to the homeless. That's that's your recommendation <laughs> from Prep Boy Chef Boy. Prep Boy Chef Boy RD. Bitch, I, I remember one time in particular, I got you the job at the, at the Five Buck Pizza out here in Saratoga Springs. And we were short-staffed. And uh, it was an emergency. We needed someone to come in and cover. And you said you would do it. So it was like, awesome. So we were counting on you to show up. And you weren't there. It was like one of the first times I had ever really had to experience ultimate shortage of a shift and deal with something in like a managerial capacity. I thought you were going to say first time you were like felt let down by your brother. I was like, that can't be the first time. <laughs> yeah, no, it was far from the first time <laughs> working through our shit and you were supposed to be there. And it really like, it really just threw shit through a loop, freaking out, trying to find you. And then when you finally did Wait come into work, you were just, I don't know, you were like phased out and so weird. I'm just like, what the hell? What, <clears throat> what is your deal? Like, where the hell were you? And you're like, I went for a walk. You went for a walk. What are you talking about? You went for a walk because we—that was the truth. We lived in Linden, yes, and this is out in Saratoga Springs. I mean, that's that's what thirty minutes away at least. Mm-hmm. So, where, you're like, well, oh, I didn't, I didn't have a car or anything. I had to get rides to work. Yeah, and and so I was trying to figure out where the hell in Saratoga Springs you were going for a walk, and mm-hmm. you're like, oh no, I was walking on the canal. You went for a walk on the canal. Did you the walk canal, to that's work right by our house? Yeah. And when I asked if you walked to work, I just remember you saying, oh, no, but I should have. It's <laughs> like, what the hell are you talking about? I forgot I, I said that. <laughs> I was just so weirded out that you had like showed up so late to the shift and you were talking about you should have walked to work, but you went for a walk and that's why you were so late. But I was so pissed, but I didn't have a way to get a hold of you back then. So I went out and I bought you a cell phone. And do you remember that? Was that your first cell phone? It was. Mom did not want me to have a say, cell phone. Mom was pissed. She had um, offered oh. it before as like a, a reward. A reward. Yeah. But this is when I was like, didn't have my door and I was grounded and all this other shit was stacking up against the, all, all the cards were against me. And she was like, I know you really want a cell phone. I don't want you to have one. Being the, you know, loving, protecting, you know, uh, sane mother that she is, she like, I don't want you to have a cell phone right now. Maybe, maybe you can earn it if you, you know, start doing better with your grades, start doing everything that you're supposed to and all that jazz. Yeah, well, what mom didn't realize was that the manager, nope, the driver manager of Five Buck Pizza can overrule that mm-hmm. because I needed to be able to get a hold of you for work. Well, to my knowledge, it was like you, you both came to the consensus that I mean, after that Nope, day, absolutely like, not. I went out and I bought you a cell phone and I gave it to you. I didn't even consider whether mom didn't. <laughs> I just, in my mind, I needed a way to get a hold of you and it was for work. So sorry, it was for work. That's how I justified it. Yeah. Sorry, mom. Uh, but years later... I heard the real story of why you were so late to work, and uh, to make a long story short, you dropped acid and went for a walk. I didn't. I, I've never done acid. I did not drop acid. So basically, I rewarded Stephen for dropping acid <laughs> by buying him a cell phone. See, kids, trippy. <laughs> okay, so you didn't really drop acid. That's no, that's no. how I remember it. But I I don't. You don't have to say if you don't want to. But speed. <laughs> 
Okay, I don't. Uh, I, I found out after the fact of taking it that what it was. I, d- I didn't know what it was when I initially oh, took so it. You took a thing and you didn't know what the thing was. Mm-hmm. So you took speed and went for a walk. And then it made you so late to work that I bought you a cell phone. Yes. <laughs> Just the weirdest fucking story. If we want to, I can I can get into the story, but you know how I can talk. I'll I'll keep it I'll try to keep it short. Basically, my friend walked up to me and he was a friend that I partook a lot of things like that in with, you know what I mean? And he was like, You gotta try this, man. And Is he, he the friend who currently lives in a tent in Liberty Park? Uh no. Okay. <laughs> I, I mean, like it, it is the same person, but the, okay, things so are yes. coming up roses. For yeah, him. he's doing really well. Right, basically, he walked up to me. He's like, "You got to try this, man." He hands me a stick of gum from a from an extra package, and I was like, "I've I've tried gum. What are you talking about?" <laughs> he goes like, "No, no, no." no. And he's explaining it to me. There was, well, he's heavily hinting because he didn't want to say it out in, out in the open. But he was like, "You want to try this gum? Don't stop chewing it. Don't spit it out." I was, oh, and I, you know, started chewing it, and chewing it. And, all through my last period of class, nothing happened. Came home after class, I was like, Did "This work for you?" He was like, "No," but they said to keep chewing it. And I was like, "Okay, whatever." And we got all the way home, nothing was happening, and so we got to the point where, you know, I walked back to my house, he walked back to his, and, we went, and I, I never spit it. I kept chewing it. And it was, I was upstairs. I was pacing the hall, the long hallway upstairs, back and forth, and I remember just talking, being pissed off. I was like, "I hope we didn't like pay money for this." What a waste of time! What did I like? And as I as I was sitting there thinking, I realized my thoughts were getting faster and faster and faster, and I was pacing faster and faster up and down the like the, the hallway back and forth, and I like, didn't like realize what I was doing at first. So I gave him a call, and I was like, "Hey, did anything change for you? Anything happened for you? I can't stop thinking. I can't stop moving." And he was like, "Yeah, yeah, we gotta go. We gotta go. We gotta walk. We should go for a walk. Let's go for a walk." <laughs> so. <laughs> So he's like, we want to go for a walk. Yeah, let's go for a walk. He walks down to the corner where we met again, and uh, he says, where, where, "Where should we go? We should, we're the, let's just walk somewhere." I was like, what, what, what about the canal road? We got the canal road right here. It's the biggest long stretch of road. It's just unwalked. We should walk the road. Walk the canal road. So we we decided to walk the canal road, and we picked a direction that was less traveled for us. So like, let's go this way because I I know less about this. That'd be fun. And I remember a few times like being like, "Oh, I gotta I gotta be to work. So we gotta be back soon. I gotta be to work." He's like, "Oh yeah, we, we can do it. Just go for a quick walk. It's fine." It's like, "All right, yeah." So I did. Walked in that direction. And it's well, this is why I think that's why I said to you later, like, oh, I should have walked to work because we ended up walking for hours aimlessly in a direction, <laughs> like long past the point where things became unfamiliar to us anymore. We just kept going. And I am convinced that if we would have started in the other opposite direction, I at least would have been a hell of a lot closer to work by the time my shift started. <laughs> and... Yeah, that's that's the gist of it. So by the time you saw me, I was still I wasn't zizzed or anything. I was coming down, but I was still a little fried and just kind of like, oh yeah, I should have walked to work because I walked the other way. Found out the next day it was some kind of speed. <laughs> Haven't had it before or since. Wow, that's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and you got a cell phone. Yeah, you want so, a cell phone, kids? Do some speed. Do you know what really pisses me off about what you just said? I wrote that down for the fucking end of the what I learned <laughs> for this. <laughs> I'm glad that that's what pissed you off and not like the advocating of drugs to children. (laughs) (laughs) We had our whole new ending this show segment and you stole my best line. I have to cross it out. Fuck. It's only fair. Russell stole my line last episode. Our audience manager, five, our, our five, I was trying to think of something clever to call her. Um, Five buck a audience. Five buck audience. <laughs> she told a story, a really crazy story that I hadn't heard before. It's 
uh, from the Five Buck in Saratoga. Um, this is when she had just become the manager. So she was brand new manager. She was making the schedule, uh, and she was uh, organizing the drivers because that, that's that has to be right after I left then because I was the driver manager. So um, she was sending someone out to Cedar Fort, which from Saratoga Springs, that's like that can take up to take 45 minutes yes. uh, one direction sometimes depending on traffic like it's it's way out there and so if if you were a driver that didn't want to do any work you would always say yep give me the cedar fort delivery sometimes we wouldn't deliver out there because it was just so far away mm -hmm. um, but anyway she she had sent someone out there to an order all the way to cedar fort uh, 2 hours later she hadn't heard from the guy um, still hadn't seen him couldn't get a hold of him she was calling him she had no idea where he was so someone calls into the store and asks to speak with a manager, which is now her. Uh, so she talks to this guy, and he just started yelling at her. Um, and it was the guy who was waiting on his Cedar Fort order and just was demanding to know where the hell his pizza was. And he started threatening her and started threatening the driver. Yeah, and just started like going off on her. Uh, so she says here that he ended the conversation by saying if he actually shows up, he's going to shoot him. And then he would come up and shoot the rest of us. I remember that. Were you working there at the I time? I might have been. I at least remember the story. It may have been told to me later, but I, I, I don't remember if I was working. Or I just that, that, that sounds really familiar. It rings a bell. Yeah. So, so she says here, instead of calling the police, I called the owner's wife, who then told me to hang up immediately and call the police. <laughs> Because they still had no idea where the driver was. And about an hour later, after that, they had received that threatening phone call, the driver shows back up to the store higher than a freaking kite. Are you sure you weren't the driver, Stephen? <laughs> <laughs> so he shows up at the store higher than a kite, and he still had the order in the car. I oh like to think gosh. that he kept it around to munch on it. Uh, but she was just really <laughs> glad that he was alive. For and sure. The cops stayed there the rest of the night while they closed up, and no one got shot. That's how it ends. <laughs> That's a good story. Yeah. It, it's always I, a good story in America when it ends with no one got shot. <laughs> <laughs> but I thought that was a crazy story. But then she also told another one here. It makes me laugh. She was also working at the Five Buck Pizza down uh, in Cedar City while she was going to school down there. Uh, the owner of the store lived in St. George. One night at 2 a.m. I got a phone call asking me to, uh, from the owner asking me to look out my window. And there were flames engulfing the store. So he had me go there until it burnt all the way down. That was a crazy night, too. <laughs> what the hell? Right? It's all these crazy stories. Well, I was kind of going to wrap up by telling my driver stories because I was the driver manager for five buck as I mentioned and what was more interesting than anything that really happened on any of my deliveries was the car that I drove <laughs> I don't know if you people listening know what a Suzuki X90 was but go ahead and hit pause google that right now Suzuki X90 it is it basically looks like an oversized roller skate. Uh, it was like a T-top. Uh, you know, each little section comes up, uh, comes off. So it had this weird shape to it. I mean, it almost looked like something from the fucking Jetsons. Like it really did. <laughs> the weird shape to it looks like something out of a like like fucking Toy Story or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, <laughs> like it, it's it looks animated. It really did. And it was just the the strangest car. The, the, little, the joke that dad would always make is anytime you would pull up somewhere, you'd expect 20 clowns to get out of it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was bright red. And uh, it's just this oversight. Everyone in high school, they nicknamed it the tomato. I don't know why. Probably just because it was a red, round looking. It looked like a tomato. It did. 
So I I cruised around this this thing. You had to be going downhill with the wind in your direction to hit forty seven miles per hour. <laughs> like it was, and it was great for Utah because it was a short, small little car. It was a lot like a smart car, but not at all intelligent. Not no. even <laughs> no smarts went into this. None smarts uh, because, it, but it was tiny and four wheel drive, so it was actually really nice in the snow. Uh, because it handled really well because it was just a tiny car that was all four-wheel drive. It just didn't go very fast. Since it only fit me and you, we named it the Me You. <laughs> so, my favorite name for a car. Yeah, I, I thought, I thought it was a great Me You. So always uh, in our house, we called it the Me You. Yeah, what car are you going to take? Oh, I'm going to take the Me You. Um, in, in fact, <laughs> when, we, when we got the car, uh, we were so used to calling it a Me You because uh, it, it had been uh, grandpa's. No. Yeah, it had been mm-hmm. grandpa's before it before it went to me. Um and they ended up giving it to me for Christmas one year, which is freaking awesome. Like I'm not trying to knock this car at all because who gets a car for Christmas? Like that was so cool. Uh I'm mom's favorite. And <laughs> uh but we, we called it a Miu so often that when mom called in to get it insured, they asked her what the make and model <laughs> of the vehicle was. And she said, Um, it's a Suzuki Miu. <laughs> like, how do you spell me? You? Well, I think it's M E Y O U. And they were like, I don't see a Suzuki me. You. And she realized, oh wait, that's the nickname. Hold on, I've got. It. So it was, <laughs> that's how engraved in our brains that it was a me. You. Uh, but yeah, I, man, I cruised around and delivered pizzas. Me and the me. You. Uh, I do you have. Any other stories before I keep going on this? Because I this is going to be like the end. Uh, I just remember when I used to go to football practice, you would take me. And yeah. I had the Titanic. That's what they call them, Titanic pads, because they were oversized and big. And every time we'd pull up into me, the whole team would look over and just laugh at my ass because it's this tiny-ass car and I get out on these big-ass fucking pads. It was just funny. They, they Everyone used to make fun of me. Like Bob and his car from The Incredibles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. And it had to, yeah, it had to have insurance because it had the lowest safety rating of any vehicle on the market. That is not a joke. No, you're driving around in a pop can. That that, that thing, it's aluminum. It was so (laughs) scary driving in that. But I loved it, man. And it was was totally me. And pop that top, pop the T-top, cruise around, deliver my pizzas. And I I purchased for myself satellite radio. It wasn't even like retractable top. Like you literally had to pull over, get the car out and pop the pizzas off and put them in the trunk (laughs) to to take your top off. You had to undo the latch on either side. (laughs) You take them and you can put them in the trunk only if you had nothing else in the trunk. The only thing that fit in there, the spare tires with the T-tops. That was about it. It was no wonder that I was single for most of my MeU career. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> no, I got I got satellite radio because I drove around so much, you know, like clear out to freaking Cedar Fort to deliver pizzas. No one ever shot me, but I uh, I needed satellite radio so that I had something to listen to while I was out. And uh, I listened to the Comedians channel. So just uh, it was comedian segments 24-7. One particular day while we were on break after delivering pizzas, uh, my best friend Jesse, he and I hopped in the Miu, went to... Uh, uh, we went to Taco Bell to grab some lunch while we were out on break. I, I noticed as I'm driving down the road, there's a cop behind me. And he's he's doing that cop thing where you know you're like about to get pulled over because he's staying close enough that he's trying to like look at my license plate, but far away enough that like 
Oh, not to okay, arouse suspicion. See, yeah, and so I wasn't sure what the hell this guy was doing. But he followed me for like six blocks. I'm like, this is so weird. Like, but whatever, just keep going to Taco Bell. And we turn into Taco Bell on the drive-thru, and so does he. So it's like, oh, okay, obviously he's just stopping to get food. That makes sense. So we order our food, go through the drive-thru, pay, thank you very much. As I'm pulling out, the fucking cop squeals through, and just totally flips on his lights and siren in the goddamn parking lot. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? So I pull over, the, go- the cop gets out of his car, and he's just, hey, hey. And I'm looking back there like, what? I'm just parked, and I'm sitting there with my hands on the wheel. Like, I'm not doing anything weird. He has his, he has his hand on his holster. What the fuck? And he starts walking up to the car, and he starts smacking the side of the car. It's like, are we on fire? And Jesse's like, I have no idea. What's going on. <laughs> you gonna shoot the fire? Yeah. Like. <laughs> the best way to put Fuck. on a fire. Fire, get down. <laughs> it's burning. But yeah, no, he's slapping the side of the car. I have no clue. His hands on his holster. He's slowly coming up. And as he comes up to the window, I just kind of look up at him. It's like, Hello, uh, sorry, is there an issue? He's like, do you have any weapons? It's like, what? No. Do you have anything I should know about, like knives? No. It's Jesse and I sitting in the least intimidating car you've ever seen in your life, wearing a five-buck pizza polo shirt. Eating fucking Taco Bell. Yeah. It just came through the Taco Bell drive-thru. And the best part of the story, though, is the whole reason I mentioned satellite radio is while this cop's freaking out, I'm too preoccupied with what he's doing to pay attention to my radio. Chris Rock is playing in the background. You're fucking shitting. And just, and so while the cop is slowly like asking me about knives, Jesse just slowly reaches over and turns down the cursing Chris Rock comedian that's going off in the background. Uh, but anyways, I don't know what the cop's problem was because I wasn't speeding. I wasn't doing it. We were on the clock. I had a five buck pizza sign on my Miu car. Like it was the strangest thing. He just, uh, let me go because I fucking wasn't doing anything and I didn't, I don't know what his deal was. It was yeah, so weird. But but where were the weapons? Yeah, where were the knives? <laughs> in my, in many of the multiple compartments that would definitely fit in this car. Like, this car had no room for nothing. I don't know why he thought I had weapons and shit. It was so weird. It was so weird. That, I've never heard that story. That's so odd. There's no room for anything, let alone, a, you know, not, not, not even a knife. <laughs> Right. Asked a shoulder in that car <laughs> made no sense to me. Yeah, that that was that was pretty much my five buck era. The other stories I had in retail, um, I'm kind of hogging all the stories here, guys, and I feel bad. But uh, I have one final retail story. This is it. This is our last story, unless you guys have anything else. Off the top of my head, no. Retail okay. sucks. I'm tired of oh, it. Fuck, fuck retail. Retail does suck. And there was a while where I worked for T-Mobile, but <laughs> but I didn't work directly for T-Mobile. I worked for a a, a T-Mobile. Kiosk. It was, yeah, it was a kiosk in the mall, mm-hmm. but it was an authorized dealer for T-Mobile, which I know makes it sound like drugs. Like, oh, we, yeah, we, we got your minutes. You need minutes. Oh, that's we what the got your minutes. Looking, that's what the cop was looking for in the Miu. Yeah, he was looking for those minutes. <laughs> Extra was, minutes. Minutes. I meant the drugs, but. <laughs> yeah, but you'd already taken those and went for a walk. Oh. <laughs> 
I don't even think they do it this way anymore because it was so confusing. People would be like coming in and asking for stuff about their bill. Like, oh, we don't do billing. We're just an authorized retailer. All we could do was sell people phones and sign them up through T-Mobile with plans. We didn't work for T-Mobile itself. And it just pissed people off all the time. And I hated doing it. And I was terrible at sales all the time. People would tell me what they need in a phone or tell me what they need in a plan. And I'd be like, yeah, Verizon has us beat. Like go over to the Verizon stall, like two stalls down. And people working with me, the salesman was working like, what the, what the hell are you telling him to go somewhere else for? Like, you just sent away our commission. And I was like, yeah, but they needed this. Like, I'm a terrible salesman. I, I, I suck at it. I'm just too honest and I don't give a shit. Like, well, fucking sorry. Verizon is better for what they needed. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hold them hostage here at the T-Mobile authorized dealer. So I didn't enjoy the job for that reason. And it was always super shitty. And the management was way uncool. And they were all just like trying to make the CEO ended up going to prison for embezzling money. Like it was a fucking shitty place to work. Wow. Damn. And yeah, like it was awful. But one day I was having a particularly crappy day. I went and pulled out my phone and sent to Steven a text. I'm just like, dude, today is so the the text said, Today is so shitty. My manager's being an ass. And I just want a fucking Slurpee. And that was back in the time when I never said the F word, like, except on rare occasions. Mm. But I wanted Steven to know how bad I needed a Slurpee. I was kind of trying to guilt him into bringing <laughs> a Slurpee a little bit. Hell yeah. So I hit send on the message and immediately realized that I sent it to Brad, my manager, <laughs> and yeah. not to Steven. <laughs> so I get an immediate response that's like, dude, I'm so sorry. We all have those days. I'm not trying to be an ass. Do you want me to bring you a Slurpee? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God, Brad, I'm sorry. That was supposed to be for my brother. I'm so sorry. But yes. But yes, please. <laughs> but, I, but I would love a pina colada Coke Slurpee if you would, please. Did you get the Slurpee? Yeah, did you? After did I, work, did yeah. Did I get you a Slurpee? Probably not. You were probably out taking a walk. Doing your meth. Dropping acid and driving a hijacking a school bus full of penguins. Junkie. What the fuck? It's <laughs> better off dead reference. Anyways. So yeah, just that that unintended text is a huge like memorable moment from my sales being a salesman at T-Mobile. Just I, my my manager Brad was being an asshole. And I just need a fucking Slurpee. <laughs> That's awesome. So I thought that could be a fun topic for next episode. Um, Brad. Brad. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have a manager named Brad? Is he an asshole? Do you like Slurpees? Do you love Slurpees? <laughs> no. Uh, unintended messages because I have a couple of those. I don't have many. I mean, do you, do you have one off the top of your head, Russell? An unintended message? No. Okay, that's a no. Steven, <laughs> do you have one off the top of your head that you've sent before? I have multiple. Off the top of your head? Like, I'm sure I could recall one off the top of my head now. I, I have two, and I just told one. So, hmm. one story down. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good topic. We can probably get... I, okay. If we had more interaction from audience, I think it would be a good topic, but we might not have enough. Come on, audience. Pull your fucking weight. <laughs> <laughs> Give us some content. But yeah, I think we could talk about that next time. And why don't we tie in, because there was, was a story that Russell brought up in the last episode of... Uh, um, I don't want to give it away, but it involved uh, playing wiffle ball. Ah, uh, yes. Ah, yes. uh, yeah. So, so yeah, we'll, we'll go with unintended texts and um, maybe like childhood injuries. So if, if, you're, if you're an audience and you have any of those stories that are pretty funny, feel free to share them with us because uh, we like hearing them, even if we don't share them because I had way more stories than just that. But the ones I told today were the probably the best out of all of those. Um, Not to say the other people sucked, but they weren't good enough. 
They did suck. I want, I want each one of you right now to think about what you learned from this episode. And then before we get to, before we get to that, though, let's, uh, let's talk to Prep Boy Chef Boy. Bitch. All right. With those ingredients that we discussed at the beginning. You got six eggs, six radishes, and elbow macaroni. Mac- elbow yeah. macaroni pasta. Oh, and a tin. Uh, an upside down cupcake tin. Mm-hmm. What'd you make? What I've made for you is a very unconventionally shaped omelet. <laughs> Stuffed with radishes <laughs> and macaroni. <laughs> you made me a radish macaroni omelet shaped like an upside down cupcake? Yes. <laughs> no, okay. Real Wait. talk? Real talk? Let's do this. No, that was it. You have one chance. No. You get one I'm chef boy, prep boy, bitch. You get one chance <laughs> on, on Cutthroat Kitchen. So what I was thinking... With my one additional ingredient, yes, I would have grabbed cheese. What kind of cheese? Preferably like something. I need something that's going to hold up and crisp, like a cheddar. But I want more of a Gruyere flavor pro style, pro, profile. Excuse me. So Wait, I would, hold up. I'm just checking in the imaginary fridge. Yeah, we have Gruyere full flavor style Wonderful. cheese in the fridge. <laughs> Guy Fieri producted though. No, it's got, it's got Guy Fieri's face on the packaging. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I want that flavor, but I want the flavor dexterity. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> Sorry, I'll stop interrupting you with Guy Fieri. That is gangster. That's gangster. <laughs> uh. He's he's he bothers me so much. I hate his mannerisms. I hate everything about him. But he does so many good things. He's such like a charitable. You don't have to justify him. You can hate him if you want. He's oh, cool I hate him, but I don't want to. But I, I I love to hate him too. It's just it's a it's a weird relationship. I'm working on it. <laughs> All right, we derailed too hard. What would you make us with those ingredients for reals? So I would take the cheese. Okay. Essentially, take the upside down dish. I would melt the cheese on that. I would make it crispy. I would do a cup-shaped cheese coin. Yes? Okay. I would make it a macaroni cheese with a little bit more of that cheese. Not a lot, because the cup's made of it. It's, it's going to have a different toasted flavor to it being crisp like that, but radishes, macaroni, seasonings. How would you prepare the radishes? So they're sliced? They are finely diced. Okay. See how it makes a difference, though? Be be the pretentious chef that we need for this segment. <laughs> So we have diced radishes, yep. macaroni. Finely diced radishes, macaroni. Um, I'm going to gussy it up, flavor it up a little bit, and I'm going to put the radishes on top. And then I had not decided if I wanted to just incorporate the eggs in like the macaroni dish so it's like a baked macaroni or if I want to put like a poached egg on top of this. You're, yeah. you're prep boy, chef boy. One of two. Those are the one of two, two things I would do. You got to pick one. Why? Because we're going to fucking make it. <laughs> All right, and it's going to have to be incorporated into the mac. It'll be like an egg white, creamy macaroni and cheese stuffed in this little shell. With top, radishes. Topped with diced radishes? Yeah. That's the dice That's sound. Diced. That's professional. He's in the kitchen every day. <laughs> People are like, Steve, That's shut the, the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Just cut your goddamn radishes. Honest to God, like that is how we describe a lot of the tools and stuff in the kitchen where we're talking to each other. Hey, Be- hand me the... Yeah, we, honest to God, like, we'll, we'll forget like what we're looking for is the mandolin to cut the cucumbers. And so I have a coworker all the time. She'll do stuff like that. She'll be like, can you go in the back? Give me the... And I'm like, no, 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 no. There's all these different noises. That's fantastic. 
All right. Well, now the most important part. I, I Prep Boy, Chef Boy, I think that sounds really good. It's delicious. Bitch, what would you call it? Uh, I don't know. What, what would you call it? Uh, I would probably call it Radish Coin Bowl. Russell, what would you call it? <laughs> I'm sticking with that. That's good. <laughs> well, like it, that, that doesn't have any final answer. I'm gonna mash up uh, radish and macaroni. Then it's gonna be radaroni coin bowl. Coin bowl. Radaroni coin bowl is it. <laughs> oh, I really hope we Steven make this. just dabbed. <laughs> I don't know why you keep saying. I really hope we are going to do this. I really hope so. And <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I've never paired um, radishes and eggs and macaroni together. We fucking should have thought of that before you made a radaroni coin bowl. You idiot. dipshits made this. You gave no. me ingredients and told me to like fucking work with it. Yes, that is correct. So you can't be mad at me if the ingredients you pick don't taste good together. But you, you have That's you have throat. you have the the chef experience. Just because I have chef experience, that, that that doesn't mean you can be like here take. Um, I understand dog if you shit put and dog shit balls on the cake. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what dog I mean? Dog shit and golf balls? <laughs> that sounds like the worst meatball sub I've ever had in my life. Yeah, you can't look at me and be like, here is some uncooked spaghetti noodle and a bottle of mustard. Make meatloaf. Like, it doesn't work like I that. Didn't, I didn't tell you make meatloaf. I know. Idiot. I told you to make the... You know what I'm saying. You make the best tasting thing you can out of these ingredients. I can make it taste better then it rightfully should, but that doesn't mean it's going to be the best goddamn macaroni cup you ever had in your life. It's going to be the only one, so it will be the best. Yeah, exactly. Oh, there's man. there's no... I'm sorry, how much radaroni coin bowls have you had in your life? Fair enough. <laughs> Bingo. I feel, like, I feel like this was a very successful episode, and one thing that I want to start doing, because as, right. from these stories that we all tell each other... Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. The stories and opinions you don't care about, we can all learn from them. I learned from a lot of my five-buck stories. I learned from my T-Mobile. I learned not to text people incorrectly anymore. So I think at the end of each episode, we should probably talk about what we learned this episode. And uh, I want to hear, what did you guys, or what did you guys learn from today's episode? I learned that I'm not as confident as a chef as I thought I was. And... That Italy was fucking futile because now it's just fuel to make fun of me and lower my self-esteem in cooking even more. Do you want us to stop teasing you? No, I just wanted better ingredients than fucking radishes and uncooked macaroni. <laughs> that's not the game, prep boy, chef boy, bitch. You learned that you were bad chef? I mean, that's not how I put it. No, that's what I heard, though. <laughs> Russell, what did you learn from today's episode? I learned that if I'm going to make out anywhere, it's got to be in a walk-in. Ew. Because it's better. With Pop Rocks. <laughs> with pop rocks <laughs> chilled pop rocks that's what i wrote down <laughs> as my alternate to the one steven stole earlier oh right on so we're becoming a hive mind nope. <laughs> <laughs> i learned that i have to fucking go first before these bitches take my brilliant ideas now uh, follow us on social medias uh, you know, our twitter facebook instagram uh, just by searching for no time like bro time.com or ntlbt Let's go ahead and smash that like button and verbally abuse that subscribe button. Make it feel like you're a little bitch. <laughs> you're prep boy, chef boy. You're prep boy, chef boy, chef boy, bitch. Chef boy. <laughs> no. Please subscribe to our podcast and share with the people that you think you might enjoy it. Have we touched on before? Other brothers, cloisters, zoomers, anybody who's out there listening. Chefs from Italy. Chefs from... <laughs> with rare hats. <laughs> God. Please rate us. <laughs> Wherever you do listen, please give us a rating, though. It helps a lot with you know getting us out there even further. Um, 
we would love to get a review on podchaser.com. It's kind of like IMDb, but for podcasts. I love Podchaser. Podchaser is my shit. I'd give it five stars. (laughs) (laughs) Wink. (laughs) Take the hint. Been loving our audience interaction that we've had. Thank you to those who uh, had shared with us some of your stories and stuff. I would, would love to hear some more of that. Um, even you know anything you want to share with us, whether it be stories that we've specifically asked for or topics, I wouldn't mind hearing. You know, anything that you want to hear us talk about, give you know send us ideas. Not that we don't have any or anything like that, but you know. I want Stephen let the cat out of the bag. Oh no! <laughs> Episode three, we're out of ideas. <laughs> just just my, another call to arms for more audience interaction. Right now, it's a trialogue with the three of us. Let's make it a lots of log with all of you guys. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as always, I'm Mom's favorite. I'm Dad's favorite, and I'm Russ. Don't do a nasty. Pick that cactus. <laughs> Pick that cactus, butt legs. <laughs> And there's been no time like bro time. Please sponsor us. Um, this is going to be my last audio note for you for the rest of forever. Put your mic... Put it almost at eye level, and I'm not even joking. I speak from my mouth, dipshit.